We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned out, up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Benton Crane, your co-host. Today, I am joined by a very special guest. I'm here with Judy Fox. Yes. Welcome, Judy. Nice to be here. (laughs) So by way of introduction, Judy is a LinkedIn expert. So Mm -hmm. I've been following Judy on LinkedIn for, for quite some time now, and she provides enormous value to anyone who is trying to to build business on LinkedIn. So would you describe yourself as kind of a business coach? with LinkedIn as a tool for growing sales and branding is exactly (laughs) awesome. Let's get your backstory, Judy. Mm -hmm. How did you end up as a LinkedIn expert? So I will date myself and say I graduated college in 1999 from as a chemical engineer. Okay. And I didn't have the internet and the wealth of the knowledge we have on the internet back then. And didn't know how many opportunities could even come in the future. So I just had this vision of working for one company and then retiring, (laughs) just like my dad did. Got it. And what ended up happening, and I always had a passion for the environment and sustainability. So I went that direction. I was very happy, very successful, worked my way up in a corporate career in a Fortune 500 company, living the dream. And then the economic crisis hit, 2008, 2009. And that's when I really realized the power of LinkedIn because I lost my job during that crisis and was able to network very quickly to my next job because of LinkedIn versus trying to apply to jobs through online job boards. That's right. Those jobs were probably already gone. (laughs) So to get in with the decision makers, and that's how I then turned around in that period of time and started helping other people. So that's when I launched my first LinkedIn job search resume remodeling uh, program. And then I decided, because I was still, um, after I had a job, I had already found the power of the internet and the power of making videos and the power of everything that you can do online. So I leaned into starting my own environmental consulting firm because once I tasted that entrepreneurial spirit, I then kept side hustling and finally had my own environmental consulting firm and grew that business from LinkedIn. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I want to come back to your story here in just a minute, but first I want to do a quick little detour. So yeah. your starting experience on LinkedIn was around a job search, mm-hmm. right? And that is kind of how most people think of LinkedIn. Like, oh, you go log into LinkedIn when you're looking for a job. Yes. And outside of that, eh, uh, you know, I'll wait I'll wait until I need it, right? Mm -hmm. But that's kind of changing now, isn't it? Yes. Talk to us about the evolution of LinkedIn and and what it's becoming. Well, I made a post saying LinkedIn is more than a job board. And I shared my story of being offline, off social media for four years, except for LinkedIn. So for four years, didn't post on Facebook, didn't post on Twitter, didn't post on... not No channel had any posts from me. Mm -hmm. And the only place that I continued to can like grow my platform was on LinkedIn. So really focused on that platform. And what I can say is that because of adding native video and Microsoft taking LinkedIn over, I think that happened 2016, 2017, the platform has just exploded with an ability to quickly get in front of your customers 
there we're all humans on this platform. I think when everyone says, oh, you're B2B, yes, we can use those terms and talk that way, or you're B2C, but we're literally humans talking to other humans. And I think I see that so clearly because of working in the corporate office and knowing that I had the power of my budgets and what I could hire and who I could reach out to. I was just a human reaching out to another human on that platform looking for somebody to support the work and make me look like a rock star in my corporate office. So I kept thinking, why are we not speaking from a way of connecting with each other? And video has just exploded that on the platform. So in other words, in times past, LinkedIn was kind of like the place for a corporate voice, right? Mm -hmm. It was all polished and and dry, if you will, corporate, yes. right? Yeah. It, and 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 it sounds like your argument is that it doesn't have to be that way. It's mm -hmm. actually people talking to people and the conversations that are happening there are actually very intimate and maybe that's not the not the right word but it's it's people talking to people like yeah you I mean we talk about where does work happen a lot of in past times work happens by going out on the golf course or I feel like it's the online golf course okay where you can have those casual somewhat casual conversations you won't go too casual unless that's your brand but you can break down the walls and show people a little bit of who you are I like that because I am such a terrible golfer. I'm not a good golfer either. <laughs> I can be okay. But you know what? I, look how much business deals happen in different places other than sitting around a boardroom table. That's the right. boardroom table is where the final strategy goes down. Sometimes the relationship building happens at happy hour, happens at a off-campus off uh, retreat or conference. <laughs> Okay, so before we go back to your story, I want to ask another question about LinkedIn and its evolution. Mm -hmm. So knowing that it's changing, knowing that it's more than just this, you know, place to find a job, right? Mm -hmm. Who would you recommend should be on LinkedIn and what would you recommend their strategy should be on LinkedIn? Ooh, everybody. Okay. <laughs> um, another reason I say everybody is because I have found artists selling their paintings. I've found musicians and all the way to the CEOs of major companies who now realize the power of LinkedIn to get more speaking opportunities as a thought leader. And so what I'm noticing in the clients that come into me now some of them are, like I said, some of them are CEOs of companies saying, I have 600 followers. I don't know. I know that LinkedIn is a place where I can get my name out. Plus, when investors are looking at the companies I run and maybe want to sell, they're looking at my LinkedIn profile to see how legitimate I am. Mm -hmm. It's a place of social proof. Yep. And it's so much more trusted than a profile you could make on Instagram. It's more trusted than other sites. And I think we all trust LinkedIn's ability to show us and our resume. Granted, I don't think everyone should use it as a resume, but it's a place for you to, I mean, what are you doing when you put out your resume? You're trying to sell yourself mm -hmm. to get the job. Same thing. You're trying to sell your book. You're trying to sell your, uh, your commercial, your ad, your product, whatever it is. You're all trying to sell something. So I think anyone could be on there. Visibility is huge in any business. And LinkedIn has got lots of visibility. Yep. <laughs> yep. So let, let's use me as a, mm -hmm. as a case study here. Let, let's do a little teardown. So Ooh. I think... Um, I think I got onto the platform probably in like 2008 or something. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been quite a few years. But for most of those years, I treated LinkedIn as 
a place where I connect only to the people who I actually know and I could make a recommendation or an introduction to someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have tried to, you know, in the past several months, I've tried to start to release articles um, to, to try to do a little bit of thought leadership. Um, I've started to try to post on a much more regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who's in my shoes, wh- what do you recommend is the strategy going forward? Um, so the first thing is that you would, like you said, loosen up your boundaries of accepting maybe some connections that you would um, – maybe before have been blocked to because you would have been like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know them. Yep. And so what I say is, you know, there's kind of a five-second test. You can very quickly tell the way somebody's written their profile, the way their cover image looks, that you can just decide to connect or disconnect. And I think another way that LinkedIn does that is by showing who you have shared connections in common. That's another way to know to just accept some connections. Mm-hmm. Now, what I tell people is don't put anything on your profile. I keep my profile, what I would put out publicly, yep. pretty much close to what somebody gets access to when they get access to my LinkedIn profile. So I don't keep, some people give out their phone number. I do not give out my phone mm-hmm. number because I don't need anyone calling me, <laughs> you know, without knowing who they are. Yeah, so that, I, that actually happened to me accidentally because oh, apparently no. I had put it on there years ago. Yes. And then more recently as I started expanding out. Um, So my top tip is to keep your LinkedIn, what you would put out publicly, the same thing you would have as your private. And then therefore, if you connect with somebody who's not the best connection, it doesn't matter. It's, it kind of like neutralizes that feeling. Gotcha. Yeah. Because LinkedIn used to have a lot more spaces where you could put more information. Right. I just say, pull it down, make it what you would put publicly. Yeah. I had a funny experience where I got a phone call and I picked up the phone and somebody said, hi, this is so-and-so. You li- you liked my comment on your post. Wow. And I was like, I'm sorry, who is this? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> and and that was when I realized some, I'm not doing something right here. Yes, yeah, somebody's so. getting a hold of me. <laughs> yep. There's so many ways for people to find your information online anyways. So part of me, I saw an article in Forbes highlighting some of the top in whatever category. It doesn't really matter. But they're all publicly putting out all this information. And then I went over to their LinkedIn profile because they linked each person's name in this article to their LinkedIn profile okay. because it was a very you know high end, uh-huh. like very impressive article. And I go over to their LinkedIn profiles and they've got it all locked down. And I'm like, well, I just saw your picture and I just saw your whole, who you are <laughs> and your entire company. And I can't relate that to what you put on LinkedIn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so let's go back to you. Mm-hmm. So you made a decision, going to stop all social media presence mm-hmm. outside of LinkedIn. And that was a four-year strategy. Mm-hmm. What went, oh, what it wasn't went in- a strategy. It was from the uh, poop, <laughs> from from life giving me poop nuggets. <laughs> Got, it. Got it. And and that was the, the, the job loss that you're referring to? No. Okay, okay talk to us about it. another part what, of my life. What so- was that poop? That poop to gold moment we're talking about. Yeah. So for me, that was when I went through a really bad relationship breakup. And so, um, yeah, having to basically start my life over at 38 years old. Okay. Kind of from scratch. 
to just decide, okay, now I had my environmental consulting business. Uh-huh. I was on my own with a kid that was two and a half years old. I moved back in with my parents and then started life all over again. It felt like I was starting from scratch. So. Got it. So kind of this disconnecting, this kind of reset moment. Yeah. And, um, and so as that reset moment is happening, what made you decide, okay, I'm resetting there but I'm going to lean in on on LinkedIn. I still needed to make my business work, my money, and I didn't see LinkedIn as a place where I would put anything out into the world that could get twisted and used against me, if that makes sense. Got it. Because, um, you know, when you go through um, different issues with your ex, uh-huh. there can be tension with what you maybe post online. I see. So I did not want to give the only place that felt really safe to me was LinkedIn because I knew that it was going to do business and no, nothing can get twisted against me right. there. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean that so harshly, but when people are hurting, there's pain that can come out in what you create or what you post. And so I didn't want that to happen to me, even accidentally. Yep. So I was just trying to be very safe online on social media. Okay. So... So this this decision comes out of a very painful, mm-hmm. you know, that we're we're talking about the poop, uh, you the poop know, moments. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the poop moments here. Now talk to us about how that evolved into a gold moment so the in your life. Power of that moment, which I did not realize at the time, was by taking myself off almost all social media. The only ones I kept really running were LinkedIn and Pinterest. Okay. And Pinterest just was because I could pin pretty things and mm-hmm. I could save stuff because behind the scenes I was I had already up to that point been running a company, so I was still interested in reading articles about how to get more traction online, but again, I was so focused on LinkedIn. So now that I look back, my entire world exploded because I focused. I was so dialed into only basically one platform, kind of two, but. (laughs) And so those two platforms have exploded for me. And the other thing I focused on accidentally was video. So during those four years, I wasn't, before I was documenting our life and our travels by posting on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And now I wasn't posting on Facebook at all. So I was thinking, well, how do I document my life? And I found the one second app every day that reminds you to take a video every day. It doesn't mean you have to just take one second. Mm-hmm. So I took video every day for four years because it was something that I knew I could compile and it would be a great thing to look back on and raising a kid and all that yep. stuff. It was great memories. And I wanted to remember all these good times, even though I was going through kind of the poop times, mm-hmm. I wanted to remember all the good times. So it wasn't just a photo journal. It was kind of this video journal. Video journal. And so I'm guessing that that, in a sense, prepared you for the opportunity that now exists on LinkedIn. Yeah, because I had already wrapped my head around some initial questions. Early on when I was compiling those videos, I said, huh, how do I add music? Oh, how do I edit? Mm -hmm. Oh, how do I? And then I got comfortable looking at the camera, comfortable pointing a camera at myself. So comfortable after four years that it's gone from poop to gold. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, Judy, what, uh, what projects are you currently working on that 
maybe you could give a little sneak peek to the audience. So I have been working on, so I had launched a LinkedIn Like a Fox, how to get on LinkedIn and like a fox. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, I've been able to see what you can do and what works and Uh what's a good strategy for gaining traction on that platform. And what I've now turned that into is basically a group like program that I run people through, which is it's just my LinkedIn like a fox accelerator. So I accelerate you onto the platform, but I think I haven't really, I'm launching that official and it's including the business and sales coaching end of it. Cause a lot of times people need to figure out how to connect LinkedIn and all their um, content they're creating to actually getting results and really driving sales. So going into the back end and looking at why it's working and why it's not. And where can our listeners find that? J-U-D-I-F-O-X.com. <laughs> J-U-D-I-F-O-X.com. Yep. Okay. You heard it here first. I know. <laughs> um, and what's the best way for our listeners to, to follow you? LinkedIn, probably. On LinkedIn, yes. And if you go to my website at the very top or at the bottom, you have all my social media handles because now I'm everywhere. Got it. I went from one platform to posting pretty much on every platform. <laughs> Okay, Judy, so for our listeners, if you had to identify one takeaway that somebody could go implement today that will eventually drive some results on LinkedIn, what would that one takeaway be? To be clear with one call to action. A confused buyer doesn't purchase. So if you are making a post on LinkedIn, you get an opportunity to make a call to action at either at the end of the video or at the end of each post, but don't tell them, go follow me on Instagram, go do this, go do that, go do this. Like don't have 30 things for them to go do, have them go do one. Okay. And that will start to drive more results and more traffic. And you're teaching your audience that you're very clear in your directions and you're teaching them to take that one action each time they spend a little bit of time with you. If you've delivered the value, each video, I believe you have and earned the right to have a call to action each time. Got it. And is it becoming common on LinkedIn to have a call to action be make sure to click the follow button similar to what we've been hearing for years on YouTube where YouTubers will say, will say hey, make sure to subscribe. Yes, I think that you can. I think you that it's so funny because it's almost like I hear the YouTube voice. It's almost like if you were sitting across from a CEO and you were like, all right, so, you know, we just covered this topic and um, let's continue the conversation. The best way to continue the conversation is to follow me here on LinkedIn. Got it. Sounds a little bit more that professional A little more professional. Edge. Yeah. As just a, a little professional shine. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, Judy, we are so grateful that you came on the podcast today. Uh, we have a gift here. This is oh our, gosh, our book I'm from so Poop excited. to Gold. And of course, for our listeners, um, if you haven't already and you're interested um, in learning more about how we've created our culture here at Harmon Brothers to drive creativity, our book From Poop to Gold is a great resource where you can you can learn all about that creative culture. Judy, so excited. <laughs> such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for coming on the Thank show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and we will see you on the next one.